Welcome to Men in the Ring. I'm Sean. This is Matt. What's up, man? Are you driving? Yeah. Got to pick up kids or what? Yep. They're at the school. I've got to go get them. Nice. That's good. Yeah, so um, last episode was pretty cool, I thought. Um, I always like those meandering, like, small talk episodes um, that kind of develop into, you know, some real content. Talking about breathing and controlling thoughts and stuff. And that's kind of typically how our conversations go between Matt and I. Um, that's one of the reasons we decided to do this podcast. Every time we get together, just sitting around campfire, having a beer, and gets to some really interesting conversation eventually after chatting about simple, small things in life. But, um, um, yeah, so we we're talking about breathing and what about breathing? Breathing can help the autonomic system. Is that how you say it? Yeah, it helps, uh, helps to relax or slow it. It slows your heart rate down, slows your, slows your blood pressure. Like if you breathe correctly, I guess I should say, because hopefully you're breathing now, regardless of how you're breathing. But if you, <laughs> if you learn to breathe, uh, with your diaphragm or with your, your belly, um, then your your body will actually you can teach to relax relatively quickly so um so they actually call it diaphragmatic breathing with it it's just a big fancy word for belly breathing so like that's why they tell you to breathe with your nose like through your nose it forces you to use your your diaphragm interesting so, um something happens when we're kids usually and we start breathing out of our mouth but that's more of a um that's a stressful way to breathe actually so the slower you breathe so if you inhale however you inhale because you're inhaling right um if you inhale on like a three count and then you exhale on like a six count, so uh-huh. you always want to double, right? Oh. And so you, when you inhale, so your mind releases chemicals saying it needs to, to act. So it releases just a little bit of cortisol to, to process the oxygen, right? Okay. And then exhale, your mind releases a chemical telling your your body you can relax so if you you can control your breathing to the point where like you inhale on a even like a five or a ten and then you exhale on a a ten or a twenty count your your mind is releasing chemicals helping your body to relax um and so you can like reduce your stress massively in a short period of time five ten minutes um yeah like just changing the, the actual chemical and 
the biology in the brain. Um, and so uh, one thing I came across a long time ago was um, these monks, they did a study on these monks, right? They did these brain scans. Okay. And uh, so these monks, like they uh, were meditating like eight, 10, 12 hours a day, right? Just working on their breathing and meditating, right? And they found that their hippocampus was like four to six times larger than the average adults, which that's part of the brain that's directly wired into your autonomic system that it helps control thought. It helps regulate your emotions, right? Is that the lower part? Yep. Okay. And so what they found was, so then they were like, well, clearly the average person can't meditate. Whoa, 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 whoa. There, it was physically bigger than everyone else's? Yep. Like how four to know? six times bigger. So it's not just like a little bit bigger. It's how, like how, did they know, how did they know this? Brain scans. So they brain scanned the monks. Yep. They didn't cut the heads open and look. Okay, that makes sense. Oh, yeah. No, nobody lost their head over it. I, I'm a mouth breather, so I just could clarify. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And... Uh, so, um, so they wanted to figure out, well, what would be beneficial, what's practical, right? And so they stepped it down. They did a bunch of clinical trials. And they found that um, like 15 minutes, if you can like breathe and meditate for 15 minutes a day, the hippocampus in your brain will double in size over the course of a few months. Like, so... Uh, what if what if the air brain's so big already? There's no more space in there. Well, that's awesome. Lucky you. <laughs> uh, and so, like you, so, so, so if that's a bigger part of your brain, then it is more capable of handling those things. Yeah. So, like emotion regulation, and like we were talking last week about, like you can't just start yelling at people. Like you won't get angry. <laughs> fast you won't like flip out you know what i mean and yeah. so um they to be honest i've done it i've taught adhd kids to do it and did it with them for months in practice and breathing, breathing exercises yep breathing yeah. and like after a few months like they settled down I mean, it takes time. It's not like fast, but, and there's studies. So I was actually looking up a study last night about it. And yeah, so there's clinical studies that they're doing on breathing and things like that. So that's quite the, uh, that's quite the correlation between time spent controlled breathing and, you know, larger, um, was, was it the medulla you say hippocampus hippocampus right um <laughs> i thought it was funny during your story the uh, monks you know meditating for eight to ten hours it's a little bit of overkill compared to like the 15 minutes then huh <laughs> <laughs> yeah but there's still like twice as big as the person that's doing 15 20 minutes oh okay well 
they had so, time to kill. They had time to kill. So, yeah. Um, interesting. So yeah, so breathing, just the simple act of breathing, um, is a big deal. I think if even if if you were in a intense situation and could get yourself to breathe in a particular way, that's all already a huge step in the right direction for uh you know for controlled thoughts and stuff too because a lot of times if you're in a spot where you're in a tense moment fight flight if you're gonna fight you know <laughs> verbally yeah. with someone you're probably it's hard to uh make it slow slow yourself down and make good decisions obviously yeah so like on to that point like so i would learn to do that for fighting like when i was fighting like when you're boxing in between rounds i could get my heart basically better back to resting it by the beginning of the next round okay and that comes Uh, in that cut that also comes into play where your level of you know in shape you you trained your heart to recover that way but you also then use the breathing to get you there yeah but here's another another crazy point is they've so you know how you're talking about like making good decisions fight flight freeze so they started teaching like all the navy seals to do this so that like they could stop calm themselves down do what they needed to do you know like and that's like they're teaching the seals a particular breathing technique Yep. Okay. To slow down their heart rate to get back to being able to function. Is there a particular breathing technique that you can explain in like two minutes right now? Or that or is that something that's it would be some something for a listener to just research and figure out? Um, well you can research it, but it's like it it really is it's important to use your nose because that's going to force your body to use your di- diaphragm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But And then also the inhale. So if you always want to exhale twice as long as you inhale. So if you inhale for three seconds, exhale for six, right? And as you get into it, like when you first start, you're like, oh, because you're not used to it. You're like, I can only inhale on a three and exhale on a six. But even mm-hmm. by then time you're going to be inhaling on a five or a six and exhaling on a 10 or a 12 just because your body's going to relax you know okay Uh, and so but that's the big thing is to like get, get yourself in a position to where you can let your your lungs expand and your body to really process yeah get it get the action where it needs to go you know yeah I, I used to be a singer um a little bit and then so singers breathe with a diaphragm um there's a lot of muscle control and sustained air flow and um ability to uh, push larger volume of air through the vocal cord for a longer period of time to sustain a note or whatever um so that's where i'm familiar with that and i remember I don't know what it was after singing. I think there's some endorphin from just the art of it. 
um, as well, but you feel really good after singing most of the time physically. <clears throat> I don't know if that had a, the breathing element had anything to do with that or not, but I'm guessing so. That's all diaphragm breathing. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So I think what this, I'm trying to go back now to see how we got onto this um, topic of um, the breathing. I think, um, or oh, I asked if that's something people could employ in their regular lives just to help with their own interactions and stuff. Um, yeah, I don't. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. If you can, can, if you can catch yourself, like when you're starting to get mad or like, say you're in traffic or whatever, like, and you find yourself, you're starting to get upset. Like if you take two minutes and you take five long, deep breaths, like you will feel your body relax. Like it's just it's how it works, um, and it doesn't take long. It takes two minutes, you know. But if you quite literally just if you can catch yourself, yeah. you know that's a big one of the biggest parts is catching yourself. Right, I can actually relate. Uh, I've been doing this, <laughs> uh, not really knowing it actually. Now that I'm thinking about it, but. Um, so I'm a pretty like like high motor would probably be a good description for me. Like I'm I'm a driven person, and the opposite of that for me is kind of like a lethargic, depressed. Don't know where to take the first step. Um, lost in my you know own thought. Um where I overanalyze everything, paralyze, yeah, paralysis by analysis, overthinking things, don't do anything. So like I'm on vacation this week and I'm trying to get like a crazy amount done. Um, and like, so when I'm doing that, there's other important things that are involved in my life besides all the things I'm trying to get done. So when I have people talking to me, um, I'm a very practical, matter-of-fact person, but when I have other people talking to me that I care about in my life, um, but they're talking to me about things that are I feel are wasting my time, I have to like slow my breathing down and like chill out so I don't like offend these people for just being themselves and expressing themselves. I'm trying to be there for other people as well. So I got to like, sometimes I'm sitting in a conversation where they're like talking, reiterating something, repeating something or talking about something I don't agree with. They're talking about something I don't need to talk about at this time. And I got to just got to like, just chill out, breathe. So I don't be like, bruh, like spit it out. I need to go do something right now. <laughs> So that actually does help me and kind of keep the peace and like not being a complete a-hole, which I kind of like ride that line half the time, uh, telling myself, don't be a jerk, you know? Yeah. 
it's a fine line between being like a patient man that's trying to be you should be all things to all people as much as you can and like I need to get going so I can <laughs> be productive right now, you know. So it's kind of like it's, it's an interesting line to run. Yeah. So yeah, I and that I I use I actually do use use breathing like a deep dig deep and it prevents me from getting a headache in the moment. Yeah. I I started doing it when my oldest was born, um, and it just to like as I was like putting her down for naps and stuff, like I would that or for bedtime, like so I really started working on breathing and and meditating and those sorts of things. So. Okay, now meditating. What is there different types of meditating? Yeah, like there's, you a, can get there's a there's a yeah there's a Buddhism. Um, I think it's the root of mm, original meditation, and then that has some pretty interesting spiritual um, complexities that I know I don't want to mess with. But you're talking about a different type of meditation or what? I would. So, like, I mean, it's been around for a long time. So, like, um, so in Joshua 1, 9, so I'll go to the Bible. Because, uh, like, when I talk to a lot of people about it, they're like, well, that's weird Buddhist stuff. I'm like, no, it's also very Christian, too. Like, he talks about meditating on God's word day and night. Like, and then, like, whatever you want to do to be prosperous and success, have success, like, meditate on this. Or the same thing in Psalm 1, like, plus the man who meditates on God's word day and night. He's like a tree planted by streams of water, right? Like, he yields his fruit in season. Like, there's a, a kind of meditation of controlling your mind and not letting it wander that is... Um, you're fixing it on one thing instead of so like if I were meditating if I were like in this example like meditating on God's word day and night like I would pick a passage not even not not a whole passage maybe a word in a passage about maybe the Lord's my refuge right I'm meditating on God being my refuge right. and then if my mind wanders off I come back to you, the Lord's my refuge and right. So in, in that case, okay, so it's a controlling of your mind and focusing on one thing. So in that case, what we're talking about is uh I think they call that semantics or uh definition of terms. So meditation doesn't mean just the Buddhist form of meditation. Meditation, Buddhist form of meditation is one form of meditation. Typically yeah. the prime but meditating itself is pretty much just the fact of just focusing on one thing at a time. Yeah. So, like, if you're memorizing a passage of scripture, that's yeah. meditating. Like, well, studying are, studying your schoolwork is kind of meditating in some it, some degree. It is. You're training your mind, slowing it down. You're making it focus on one thing. Yeah. And that 
it takes work it takes skill so like it's a muscle like any other muscle right Your brain's I, think I, a- I think i need to work on that a little bit right now because like you're saying your brain is a muscle um i was sitting down to help my kid with algebra two and like man i'm not remembering much of this at all you know <laughs> and like i'm sitting there thinking i'm like I would have to really retrain my brain to sit here long enough to let this information soak in. You know, like I'm sitting there for five minutes, help having him explain some things to me. And I'm like, that's it. (laughs) My brain is full. Like I need to leave. (laughs) Like if I were to actually try to do this, I would have to have a whole switch of brain approach mentality you know, and it have to be. It probably would have to be like a slow increment of sit there for ten, sit there for fifteen, sit there for twenty, just to slow yeah. my brain down. Because crazy. Uh, it takes a little while to get switched over for sure. Um, hunting is a great time to do it. You yeah. Know? Um, yeah. So it's a great time to meditate and. Just enjoy, be where you're at, you know, yeah, yeah. leaves, watching the deer, all that good stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah. So like academics and training, like it really, it's like crazy how it is like a switch of your mind like that. Like, <laughs> but it comes back fairly quickly. I found. Yeah. Yeah, like I was at one point, I was memorizing a whole bunch of stuff, right? In the first week, it was it was tough to like memorize one one block, and then the next week, I had to memorize another block. By the time I was in the week three or four, like uh-huh. I was memorizing like big chunks of information, like verbatim, in a couple hours, you know. It's just the amount of time I had to spend in it was a whole lot less. Wow, interesting. Yeah, but it, I mean, it took a month, took three, four weeks to get there, but yeah, I, it's a testament to you know God's creation and what humans are capable of. You know, it's pretty impressive. The way He created the mind is. It's amazing. Makes yeah, I, I would say that's yeah, it's a, it's a good that <laughs> study of the mind to be it's it's a tough pill for an atheist to explain away likely. Yeah, I mean it, that that's incredible. Even if you look at an eye, just not even in the brain yet, but just an eye, or the processing of the information of it of what's even coming in from an eyeball. Like, okay. <laughs> you know, like it is crazy. Like up oh, that, that was created. <laughs> right. The you power know, like, of the eye for the mind of the body is just incredible. Or DNA in general, like how much information is there? When that just randomly gathered together all of that information. No stored it and stored it in the DNA. Yeah. That makes 
Zero sense. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, if you if you do believe in you know science and mathematics, I mean, the probabilities that we're talking there are just off the charts <laughs> as far as zeros. <laughs> yeah. For those things to come together at random. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's, and just the like, there's more possible connections in your brain for wiring than there are stars in the sky. Then, <laughs> like, I don't know how they figured that out, but sure, I'll, I'll take it. What <laughs> it is insanity, but huh. But I gotta get going. Yeah. All right. Well, that was cool, man. I appreciate the uh, time we got to spend. And um, that's been Men in the Ring. Like, subscribe, Talk. and share. Yep. Talk to you later. Like All right. It. See you, See buddy. You.